get ready for some idiots talking about shit. Here is Justin, Tony, Dustin, Andy. It's back talk. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Back Talk. Andy Shades here with Fuck You Woo and Money Guns Dustin. What's up, guys? Day after the Super Bowl, we are now in football hangover time, so how is everybody? Not bad. Like you said, football hangover time, but just racing starts now, so that means that's just how it goes. Spring training kicks off in how many weeks, Tony? Uh, Pitchers and catchers is next week. Yep, 14th. Baseball right around the corner. That's this week. That's three days from now. Yeah. It is baseball season. Yeah, pitchers and catchers. Here we go. Let's get it. Phil's going to win the series. Said that last year. We almost did. He can drink. They're, they're not getting past the Dodgers. <laughs> I can't wait to. I can't wait for the Dodger flop. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Cannot wait. Yeah, definitely happen. So. Other than uh, football hangover, how was your guys' week? What did you do for the game last night? Dustin? Uh, just went over to my parents' uh, house and watched it with family. And kind of just sat around and watched the game and uh, watched commercials and all that stuff. Just relaxed. I thought it was a good game. But other than that, I didn't do much during the week. We had a furnace go out, so we were kind of living in the cold for a little bit. But... Got that working again. And then ah, didn't really do much with work and hung out with some family and friends that were home for the Super Bowl. How about you, Tony? Uh, we didn't do too much. We sat here and watched it. I watched most of it actually just asked a couple questions here and there, you know. She just wanted to get through halftime to watch the halftime show and then run off and do whatever, so it was good. Uh, game was all right, I guess. Back and forth. Nah. Wasn't real impressed, but Whatever. Who cares anyway? We didn't care. We didn't, you know, we don't like any of the teams in there, so it didn't matter. I'm rooting for the Niners the whole time to get this freaking Patrick Mahomes time. And I'm tired of him already. His little dynasty he's starting. Just go away, Patrick. Go away. Burrow's going to come back. Once he's full healthy, Burrow is going to take it over. So as long as he can stay healthy, that's the main issue. Only delusional. No. I think so. <laughs> Burrow did I think so. it. Then when he was healthy, he did it. He took it away. Get over to saying last night, you know, oh, Kansas City's been here four out of the five years. The one year, who was healthy and who took it away from you? Burrow. So. But, that, but that's the curse in Cincinnati. They can't stay healthy. So is it more about Patrick Mahomes or more about uh, Taylor Swift? Because Mahomes may have however many Super Bowls, but. Taylor Swift has won. It's true. She hasn't married him yet. She don't have one. And if you listen to the Swifties, they all want want her to leave Travis after he yelled at Andy Reid last night. I know. That's the best meme I've seen in a while. It actually hurt. It actually worked, though. They started playing better. He's going to break <laughs> up with me and make a song. Yeah, they were. They were, all the Swifties were were uh, up in arms. They were like, "Leave him now! Leave him now! It's a red flag." He's a fucking football player who's caught up in trying to win a championship. 
Like, and just like Andy, Andy Reid said, you know, what they didn't show, five seconds later, he's back over hugging and saying, hey, coach, I'm sorry. But, no, TV didn't show that. But Well, in, in my opinion, it was all emotion because he was open and Patrick wasn't getting the ball to him. But I think a lot of that had to do with uh, with Bosa and that other guy on the other end. They weren't letting – they were making – they were making Mahomes when he got out of the pocket run east and west. He wasn't able to get run in north and south, and he couldn't yep. get a good throw off. I mean, Travis had one target for one reception for one yard in the first half. <laughs> so he was frustrated. He needed the ball. He was open. I mean, there were times he was so open, but Mahomes couldn't see him because he was either getting chased down by Bosa or that other DN. I can't think of his name. Oh, Young. Yeah. Yeah, he came from the Commanders. Yep. I mean, to me, the game was awesome just because it was a defensive battle, and then the fourth quarter, it's like usual, let's score crap more points than we did in three quarters. So that, I guess that's the question. What 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 was your overall feeling of the game? I mean, I thought the game was was great. I I I hate that Kansas City won it. Um, I would have liked to see a stop and maybe a a field goal attempt to see if it tied it up and see if San Fran could get the ball back, but. Um, I guess that's the question now with the new overtime rules in overtime, right? Every team gets a chance to possess the ball, right? So if you were the head coach, you won the coin toss. Are you kicking or are you taking the ball first? Taking the ball because each team's going to get it. The Niners are getting razzed for not kicking off. Well, there's two schools of thought to it, right? There is. The, there the is. school of thought is if you take defense, you know what you have to do on offense. Right? So yep. if they go down and they score a touchdown, you're not trying to kick the field goal on fourth down when you have the ball. You have to go for it because you, you need to score a touchdown and tie the game. That's yep. the one school of thought if you kick instead of receive. The other school of thought is, well, if we both kick field goals or both score touchdowns, now I get the third possession. Yep. All we got to do is kick field goal. I mean, it's kind of a up-in-the-air kind of thought. I mean, with the way that game was going, I probably would have taken the ball there. It seemed like teams were going down to score. <laughs> Defense is retired. You know, it's just <coughs> Niners going to put it in the end zone. They're so, with that being zone, said, world. with that being said, that the third, if there's a third possession, could potentially end the game. Mm-hmm. Should they just go to in the playoffs? You play a full fifteen-minute quarter in overtime. We were talking about that last night because that's the way some of my family thought it was, and I'm like, no, this is technically quarter one of overtime. But if they're gonna do that, I would rather see the college way: put the ball to thirty and rotate possessions. Fucking hate that. If they're gonna do my my problem is with the one quarter thing. You receive the ball. Like, look what the Niners did. They ran the clock down to, like, six minutes. I mean, yes, if you receive the ball, the coin flip means something then. If you receive the ball, you could actually run the whole clock down. Make, But I, what I didn't understand is what you get a full lot of three timeouts in overtime. Don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. I think it should be one, one or two. There's no reviews or anything like that. But... You know, you would have forced Kansas City possibly to use their timeouts if that was the case, or, you know, the mm-hmm. team on defense. So I'm both ways on it, but just playing a period. But 
Well, you listen. If you if you end up on defense first, then you have to stop them. Yep. You cannot allow them to run the ball and run the clock out. I would have just rather for overtime yesterday see a kickoff. The way those kickers were kicking the ball, it was amazing. I mean, you had your, 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 the two longest field goals in Super Bowl history, and you probably had the shortest ones, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you had I a blocked was... extra point. Yep. That was the difference in the game. Mm-hmm. So. I mean. I, I did think the game was good. I thought it was. I did, too. Entertaining, exciting. I was a little miffed in the beginning because I was expecting more of a shootout. Me too. I was expecting the shootout as well. <coughs> Just the way that a... both teams were. I mean, I thought Brock Purdy looked amazing in his first Super Bowl. Um, he obviously looked like crap at points, but so did Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes didn't look like the all-star quarterback, but that's what happens when you're playing good defenses and in the spotlight like that. I mean, the Niners dealt with injury. Debo went down. Kittle got hurt at some point. Um, they lost Greenway. I mean, both teams had injuries going on. I mean, to me, if it was, if if the Super Bowl is scripted, like we all, like we've been saying for a while, that was a well scripted game. Mm. I mean, it kept people entertained. Nobody wanted to leave their TV if you were if you liked football. You were on the edge of your seat waiting to see what happened. I mean, you don't want to yeah. see snooze fests, the snooze bowls and stuff, sixty-five to twelve. You don't want to see that. I mean, we got to see a good game. So, let me ask you this. Put yourself on the field. You're playing in the Super Bowl. You're hyped up. You're ready to go. Ready to go win, you know, your first Super Bowl or whatever. You go out. It's time for you to go out on the field. You run onto the field. And you blow your Achilles. Yep. Honestly... When that happened, I got uh, Martin Gramatica flashbacks from years ago. Jumping, celebrating, and Terry Achilles. Yeah. Like, what in the... Like, you don't even get to play now. No. Yeah, that's... It sucks for Greenlaw. Greg was a Greenlaw. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you, you, I felt for him. Like, what the fuck? Happened. <laughs> Yo, I mean, to me, we were talking about before the game as well that... Somebody was uh, going to tear their Achilles tonight, that night. With the way this regular season went, there were so many Achilles injuries. A lot of them were quarterbacks or, you know, random people. But, you know, you knew somebody was going to blow an Achilles with the way the season went. You just didn't expect it in that situation. No. But it's always in. If you always see somebody that goes down without getting hit, you know it's more than likely something like that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we got to talk about the other part of the evening, don't we? And what, you know, favorite commercial or commercials? Too many. many. I mean, when they're paying $7 million for 30 seconds, I mean, they're pretty good. (laughs) Was there one that sticks out that you like? I like the one that's getting bashed all day, so that's a good one. Which one? The one where Jesus walking their feet. You pay all this money, but you can't do anything for homeless people. It's like, really? You're going to pay $7 million to watch somebody wash feet? Really? And you can't do nothing for homeless people? It's like, boy, 
it just showed right here about the churches and everything. I'm just like, well, wouldn't that be for like Coca Cola or anybody too? Why can't they give like free drinks to the homeless? Well, no, I mean it's just because they're talking about Jesus did all this, but you know you want to pay seven million dollars for you to talk about Jesus washing somebody's feet, okay? But you can't do something for somebody. I paid seven million dollars to tell you to drink Coca Cola, which you probably do anyway. Yeah, well, Mountain Dew, but yes. I just I don't know. It's just bashing the ba- it's bashing to bash something that's a popular thing to bash right now. Yep. Because if it was Bud Light, it'd be the same thing, right? Yeah. So, so that is the Bud Light this year. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. You could say that about any one of the ads. Yep. You couldn't you take that money and help people instead of spending it on a Super Bowl commercial? That's true. Yeah. So. A lot, of, a lot of money for a Super Bowl commercial. So that's just bashing the bash. I mean. And a lot of money to Ben Affleck, Tom Brady, Matt Damon, J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Who else was in that one? Fat Joe. A lot of money right there with those five people. Yeah. So I don't know. Did you have another one that you liked, Tony, other than bashing Christianity? That Tom Brady was in almost every commercial? Because we missed like, so much. I, I like that Gronk missed the extra point. <laughs> missed the kick. Yeah. Okay. Well, like you said, like like you, Tony was saying, though, Tom Brady was in a lot of them. Yeah. So. The one was pretty good with the ultra. Have you heard the new thing about Tom Brady? That he's going to be an announcer? He could be an announcer. Now, I think the the theory is over because half of it's gone now. But there was a theory going around that Bill Belichick was turned down by Atlanta. Mm-hmm. There's an opening in Michigan, or was an opening in Michigan. Where did Tom Brady play his college career? Michigan. Okay. So Belichick gets hired by Michigan. Now, again, this is now hypothetical because Michigan has hired somebody else. Right. But before, so Belichick gets hired by Michigan. Tom Brady, when he played at Michigan, played three years. Leaving one year of open eligibility. (laughs) Which goes away because he became a professional athlete. You now lose that eligibility. However, he's been retired. And retired for a full year. He now regains that year of eligibility. Back to school. Back to school. (laughs) When they don't need the money, and Tom is high on Michigan. Yep. When you don't need the money, and he could could still make money because you got an NIL now. So Tom goes back, plays quarterback for Michigan under Bill Belichick, and they win another championship. 
would have been interesting. Wouldn't that have been some shit? That. You would have... You would have transfer portal fucking going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they just think about it for, uh, on Michigan's side of that. The amazing recruiting opportunity that that would be. Mm-hmm. Even though Tom's only going to play one year, you still can bring in all these kids because. Maybe you say, oh, well, Tom's going to stick around and become a coach. More than likely. You know, or I don't know. Is it, is it, maybe he gets a fifth year of eligibility going into grad school? I don't know. <laughs> They're going to redshirt him for a year so he can play like two quarters. Yeah. Game. Yeah. yeah, bring him in this year. We're going to redshirt him. <laughs> <laughs> you can play a quarter or two. <laughs> Get us a lead, we'll pull you out. <laughs> Fuck. That would have been some shit. If they pulled that off, would have been some shit. But Michigan has hired their coach, so. Like, so we're talking about coaching right now. How about Andy Reid? Does he coach another year? Yeah. There's been rumors that he's been talking retirement and stuff. Does he go out high? What if Andy? What if Andy Reid retires, and Bill Belichick didn't take get the Atlanta job, and he goes to Kansas City? And helps uh, Mahomes break Brady's record. Right. You know, everybody's saying that Brady left Belichick, and to go on and do better things. Belichick didn't really do much, and then he goes, "Well, I can do it too." <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, but I don't know if you're Andy Reid. I mean, I know Andy Reid doesn't show much enthusiasm on the sideline, right? He never has really. He just didn't look engaged at all in that game last night when they showed him. <laughs> Not like he usually does. But if if you're Andy Reid, at this point, do you not try and make a run at Belichick? A lot more coaching on. I mean, it's a lot more years left. How old? How old is Randy Reed? I don't know. Not young. No. No. But if you want to get up on that Mount Rushmore, he's got two years left on his current deal. Okay. Uh, and let's see. And they'd yeah, have to get. Thought. They'd have to get what four more Super Bowls to catch him? Five more. I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to retire, but I know there was speculation that he could. Well, no. You know he's going to come back next year because they have to try for the three-peat, so he's got to come back. Not necessarily. I mean, been mm-hmm. a fo- man's been in football his whole life. He might as well go live a life a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's already so much co- – Coaching Conference might be getting a little harder. I mean, when you got Harbaugh going in and... 65. 65? He's not as old as I thought he was. He's got good 10 years left. <laughs> of life. If you, if, <laughs> like... Well, if you do... If you do like the... Like Nick Saban retiring and all that, <laughs> you know, he's got, say, five years of full coaching left if he wants to. Yeah. Uh, it... 
to me, I mean, like I said, I know he doesn't show much emotion, period. He just didn't look engaged on the sideline to me as, like, what he usually would. But well, it would just, what I mean, that would just be a storybook thing, though. I mean, like, the way things would go is, like, oh, Andy Reid retires. Here comes Belichick into Kansas yeah. City. I mean. Well, there's a lot. They didn't have time to show him. Because you're too busy looking at freaking Taylor Swift and Ice Spice. Honestly, you, you look at the first half, they really didn't show her that much because they weren't mm-hmm. doing anything. Surprising. Yeah. I figured every time they showed Kelsey, they were going to switch over to her, you know, Taylor. But you so. didn't see Kelsey. You honestly didn't see Kelsey a lot last night. Like, like in my opinion, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't even feel Mahomes deserved MVP. <laughs> but who do you give it to on the Chiefs? Besides probably the kicker or somebody on defense. Yeah, I don't know. The, like guy, that the, catch, Niners the guy that catches the winning touchdown. Right. I mean, to it's me, Mahomes didn't. It, was, it wasn't an uh, MVP performance by really anybody on that field on either team. No, it definitely would have been uh, the one guy in San Francisco who had, what, it, what, he caught a touchdown, ran a touchdown. He caught uh, and threw one. Yeah, yeah. Or Ben Jennings. Yep. Everybody's like, oh, it's going to be McCaffrey. But, I mean, I mean, I didn't know who else you could go to on the Chiefs, so everybody knew it was going to be Mahomes. But, you know, I mean, it didn't, was it, to me, it wasn't an MVP performance. No, not at all. No, I mean, there really wasn't anybody that stood out no. on, the, on Kansas City. You know that would have could have gotten it. That's I mean, I mean they could have been more of a debate if San Francisco would have won on who got the MVP. They would have been you more of McCaffrey or Jennings. Butker should have got should have got it. You know he scored he did four field goals. So right, well, your point there is coming from your kicker. So yeah, if you, anybody needs the MVP, it's got to be him since he got you there. I mean, it's just it's just funny how MVP they always give it to a quarterback. Doesn't matter. Very rarely you give it to another position to a position player. Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, we've got a whole off season to look forward to. A lot of storylines uh, oh, yeah. in the NFL. Um, you know what? Is, what does Minnesota do now with their their quarterback situation? Um, that's still up in the air. Um, still a lot of coaching vacancies open. Um, so there's a lot. So we got free agency. So there's some things things to look forward to in the off season. It'll uh, be a prob- good off season. Probably a, a more exciting offseason than there has been in a few years. The draft is going to be phenomenal. Yep. You got a strong quarterback <laughs> draft class. You got a strong draft class, period. So, I mean, and, yeah. rule, and rule changes. Don't forget rule changes. Yeah, kickoffs. Uh-huh. <laughs> kickoffs. They want to eliminate kickoffs. Give them the ball 25. Yeah. We were actually talking about it last night that, you know, the, that one kicker, I think it was Buckner, that kicked it off the goalpost. You know, they're going to kick it out of the end zone. Like, give them a point if it hit, goes off the goalpost. If you go through it, give them two. Make it make it a challenge. Back no. If you, hit, if you hit the goalpost, it's more points because that's harder. Right. No, exactly. Or if you hit the goalpost, ball's in play. If it goes in play. I mean, stuff like that. We were talking about, like, this would be entertaining. (laughs) 
Well, here's the question. Here's here's the the big question on the kickoffs because it is a real thing they're talking about getting mm-hmm. rid of the kickoff because they're saying it's just a it's not even a play anymore. It's more of a ritual. Yep. Right? Um, all you do is you kick the ball, a bunch of guys run down the field, and then they get off. But and what do you do? They uh, what? added uh, fair catch involved. Right. You know, you can't just pop one up and land it at the five, and you right. know. So what? What? What do you do for an onside kick then? Where are we eliminating this option? Right. That the game is now over <laughs> via the clock. Yep. That's where I think the adding points on the kickoff would come into play. <laughs> That's an interesting option i like it i like it because let's let's hell if we're gonna kick the ball and just give them the ball at the 25 or whatever let's make it an option where you could score points right like you hit the left you hit the uprights you get three points if you hit the crossbar you get two points if you can get it to land it if you get the ball to land inbounds inbounds within the seven yard line and get it to roll out of bounds before the end zone, instead of it being a penalty, that's where you get the ball. Right. Make it like a punt. Make it a fucking skill thing. Because otherwise... We were saying, overtime, like we were saying, like, hey, the clock runs out, they're still tied. You know, like, say that overtime period, like you were saying, it ends at that clock, Right. Mm-hmm. What 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 does uh, what does NHL have or hockey have? They have shootouts. Yeah. What if you're still tied after overtime and you have a kickoff? Yeah. Like, back them up ten yards every time. Fucking, I think it'd be a, I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd keep people enter- entertained. Hell yeah! If they do this, they heard this first on Backtalk, by the way. That's right. K- points for kickoffs. I love it. it listen. Then you're going to actually bring the name of the sport into play. Yep. Football. Football. <laughs> <laughs> because other than that, why the, the fuck? Why the fuck is it called football in the first place? So. <laughs> no, I, I think it would be interesting to add points on kickoffs and stuff if you hit the uprights or go through it or, you know, or like you said. If you kick the ball and it goes out of bounds at the two, they get the ball at the two. Yeah. But you have to land it within a certain spot, right? Like, it can't just, you can't kick it and it land at the 15 and roll and roll and roll and then out of bounds, right? You have to to be skilled enough to land it within a certain parameter that's a tight window. The five's probably a little too tight. Like inside the 10. Yeah. Inside the 10 or even, the, like I said, the 7, right? I was splitting the yeah. difference there. So, uh, if you land it inbounds and it goes out, that's where you get the fucking ball. Yep. You got coffin corners on kickoffs. I think it just make it interesting. I honestly think it would. Yo, if you what it would did that, up, it what, forces... What it would... if, if, if you did... And no fair catches within the 7. So... Now it forces you to field and play the ball. Well, that's what I was just gonna say. It almost forces you to have two returners back there, like they used to back in the day. Because whatever happened to? I mean, it's such a just a formality play anymore. 
that you can kick the ball off, it can land at the five, roll into the end zone, and as soon as it touches the end zone, touch back. What happened to the ball? What happened to the days of the ball was live? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Somebody actually would have to go into the end zone, pick it up, and down it. Like, now you just kick it off. If it lands in the end zone, it's a touchback. You don't even have to attempt to catch it. At least then there's a, you know, a a muff opportunity, right? There's an opportunity to do something with the play. Now it's like, oh, it's going to land in the end zone. Just don't even fucking, you know, just start walking off the field before it fucking hits the ground. I mean, I understand when they made this rule, like, with the, you know, moving the kickoff up, you know, it was such a high-impact play, right? What about these freaking little wide receivers of Wes Welker going across the middle, getting decked by a linebacker trying to catch a ball? To me, that's no different. That too. I mean. We can't have a fucking kickoff because it's too high impact. But we can kill a man for one yard. Yep. I mean. They yep. just announced the Hall of Fame class for this year, right? And probably one of the greatest returners in all time, Devin Hester, finally gets in the – I mean, that's all he – he was known for his wide-out play too, but he was known for his specialty plays, his punt returns and kick returns. Hmm. I mean, you look at some of these guys in the NFL that they get drafted because of their speed that can do that. Like I look at a Cordell Patterson when the Vikings drafted him. That's what they used him for right away. He had so hmm. many kick returns. It was ex- exciting. Devin Hester, more than likely the best mm-hmm. ever. I mean, I think we all can agree on that, even though he was a bear. But he was amazing. You didn't want to kick to him. Right. Vice Kahema for the Philadelphia Eagles back in the day was his, was pretty good at it, too. Yep. But you know what I mean, though. I mean, to me, it took that aspect of the game out. Mm-hmm. I mean, punts have always been, hey, if you can return it, return it. You know? Mm-hmm. But to me, that's no different having kickoff guys running down the field. I think punts on punts, the ball should be live too. Yep. But you know what I mean, though. I mean, to me, there's no difference. You got two gunners running down the field. I've seen harder hits on trying punt returns than I've seen on kick returns. Yeah. Yeah. You see the clothesline? Yeah, I saw the clothesline last night. (laughs) It was a clothesline from hell. JBL was out in the field, I think. (laughs) <laughs> well i don't know we'll see what happens this offseason but it is it, a, it'll be it, an interesting offseason i'm excited is, for the offseason that is kickoffs is something they are talking about so we'll see what they do if anything with that this year um you guys kind of transitioned into where i wanted to go next a little bit uh with the jbl mention there has been a big swerve <laughs> Heading to WrestleMania. Yeah. So, I will lay it out, and then I want your opinions. I'll lay it out for those who don't know what it is. Um, so, Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. He gets to choose his um, dancing partner for WrestleMania, any one of the champions. And, of course, Roman Reigns holds the belt that... The lineage on the belt, it's not the same belt anymore, but the lineage on that belt would have been the one his dad would have won. Mm -hmm. Um, That's Roman Reigns' belt. 
So everybody's going. Everybody assumes that's what we're doing. We're going to do Reigns, Rhodes at WrestleMania. Well, then they have Monday Night Raw, and Cody Rhodes is in the ring with Roman, and here comes the Rock. I mean, it could, but that was SmackDown. SmackDown, whatever. I ha- I didn't actually watch it, so I didn't. I've seen the I've seen the video, but I didn't watch the show. So, um, so they're all in the ring. Just uh, get back on to where you, just to get to where you're at. Monday night, they him and Rollins were in the ring, and he was calling Romans a Halloween Hollywood belt that never gets defended. And why do you want to go after something that don't mean anything? But yeah, keep that's okay. where you're at. Okay. So anyway, the three of them are in the ring. You got, you got The Rock, you got Roman Reigns, and Cody Rhodes. And Cody says, I'm coming for you, Roman. But not now. And they basically set up Roman Reigns and The Rock for WrestleMania, which was everybody assumed was going to be last year's WrestleMania. The last couple of years of WrestleMania. So here it is. It's finally here. What everybody's been waiting for. Except it's not what everybody's been waiting for. At this point, everybody now wants Cody and Roman because we finally see a way out of Roman holding the belt. So they do this angle where now it's going to be The Rock and Roman Reigns. And between... The time of that show and a WrestleMania press conference in Las Vegas, Roman Reigns, his family, The Rock, The Rock's daughter start receiving death threats. I mean, listen, as a fan and as a worker, This 100% for me feels and looks like a bury of Cody Rhodes anyway. Mm-hmm. The Rock has come in and he has buried Cody Rhodes by taking his spot. Uh, and I think a lot of the fans felt it. Yep. Uh, death threats are going out to the family and all, and they are fucking pissed. Welcome, WrestleMania press conference in Las Vegas. They pull the old switcheroo. And Cody Rhodes, they they have been saying all week that Cody Rhodes had not actually picked his opponent, even though he said he wasn't coming for Roman yet. He said he hadn't picked his opponent. Well, at the WrestleMania press conference, a bunch of stuff goes down with a verbal promo, and Cody selects Roman Reigns. So that's the swerve. What is your opinions and feelings on what transpired throughout the whole week? I'll let Tony start if he wants to. Um, Well, I mean, it's just like you said, you know, they say he didn't pick, but. At Rumble, he's basically in the corner up there yelling, you know, I'm taking, I'm picking you, Roman. You, I want you. So basically, he's picking right there. So all the fans are getting excited because they're seeing this. Yes, he's wanting Roman. It's time. The story needs to die with Roman. 
to start with Cody. He, the, both chapters need to end, so everybody's all excited. Then you got, like you said, here comes the Rock coming in. So everybody's gonna blow up because why? Why Rock? I understand it's a family affair. Guess what? You ain't been in the business for so long. You're done. You're you're a TV entertainer now. Go do your movie. Go do your TV shows. Go play in your football league. That's all you need to do now. You need to quit bringing him back and saying he's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. Just no, if you want to have a family affair, Roman loses the belt, and then Narok and Roman can go at it for the tribal chief, head of the table, whatever they all want to call it. This is getting ridiculous. So, it's, and now you got Drew coming in every so often, messing stuff up. McIntyre, he just needs to go fight Rollins or go for the um, Intercontinental. Get that taken out here. Uh, do something with that. Just. I don't know. I just feel like it's going too much this way, that way, this way, that way. Cat and mouse game, and fans are tired of it. Good. Well, what what did you? What was your feeling on the swerve part of it? I mean, it's just like I don't know. You knew it was coming, but just like that, they didn't really build up to do anything to make it change. It was this. Oh, we're gonna do this, and then next week, no, we're gonna do this. It just needs to. Was it a planned change? In your opinion, was it a planned change? Probably not. No, it was an emergency change. It had to be. Okay. Dustin? Yeah, I go back to the start where everything started. It was a Royal Rumble. I don't think Cody was supposed to be winning the Royal Rumble, and all these plans have been changing left and right for a while. They're rewriting the script, per se, right? The story. Um,. To me, when it all started that Friday night, when he brought, when Cody brought the rock out, um, I feel it was a Daniel Bryan 2.0. Barry, like we were talking. Um, the yes movement took over for that. The we want Cody on Twitter took over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's, I mean, I, I, I didn't see, I, the, my issue was with it when they were talking on, at the press conference, because I went back and rewatched it, um, was they weren't even talking about it's for the head of the table or anything like this, like it was supposed to be, in my opinion. They were just talking about having a match, a bloodline match. They weren't talking ahead of the table. I mean, they weren't putting any stipulations, so I figured the swerve was coming. Because um, you don't know about Seth right now. You don't know about Seth at this point and if he's going to be able to defend his title, right? So... I think in the end, um, the swerve needed to happen. Cody needed to be in that main event against Roman. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more swerves coming up as the, we lead up to WrestleMania. We have not seen the fall, the last fallout of this. I mean, we'll see it start tonight on Raw. We'll start to see it on SmackDown. I mean, you're going to start seeing some stuff. And I think, I mean, the death threats are not a thing. That are should never happen. Um that's not right because i mean his daughter had nothing to do with it you know i mean we've all wanted to see this rock versus roman match for three years ever since he teased it on young rock it was like oh he's coming after the head of the table and then he did it a few weeks ago and all this but like i said they weren't even saying it was for the head of the table my issue is with it it's like they were saying i think it's going to turn into a bloodline match period because the way that they were talking about dusty Everybody brings up Dusty Rhodes. And then he talks about the high chief, Peter Maivia. 
And The Rock slaps him because if you're talking about his grandfather, you're talking about my grandfather, my blood. And it's like, okay, but you were just talking about his blood. You know, they can't make your blood higher, you know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see what happens. To me, this is a rabbit hole we're all going down, and we have not seen the end of it yet. I mean, there's rumors that, um, you know, because Seth, to me, Seth shouldn't even been out there after that started. He was out there. I mean, he stood up for Cody. Do we see in, what is it, this Saturday? Do you see a tag team match? Do you see night one, a tag team match, and then, then the main events? Um, do you see The Rock turn on Roman? Because now, now Roman and The Rock are going to be together. There's so many things that can happen, and nobody's going to be able to guess what happens. We still have a small little detail that nobody ever talks about still. We still have a briefcase that's still out there that has not been cashed in. That is right. You know, I don't think they're going to let it just go. And, oh, well, WrestleMania came. He didn't cash it in. Sorry about your luck. It's going to happen. But what's he, it just depends on where he's cashing it in and what he's cashing it for. So. And is this, this Austin Theory who has it? No. Who is uh, it? It's Damian Priest. Damian yeah, Priest. Oh. That'll be a Seth. He'll be after Seth. Um, okay, so here's my take. Go ahead, Dustin. The other thing is, like, the night after the press conference, that that Friday night, on, that last Friday night on SmackDown, Triple H came out and opened the show, and he was taking shots at The Rock. If Triple H could go, a Triple H versus Rock match would be freaking phenomenal. That would make more sense right now with the way everything's going. Just how everything happened after the press conference, and they had to bleep out everything The Rock was saying to Triple H. Everybody's like, "This is what he said." No, this is what he said. That makes that interesting too. You know, I mean, we don't know what everybody's going on. I mean, ever since the Triple H regime took over, you know, like with everything like TKO and everything like that, we've been seeing so many different things happening in WWE that we're actually can get excited about. We're not getting leaks on. We're not getting all these leaks on what's coming out, what's going to happen. You know, I mean, I go back to the Bray Wyatt thing. We all were, we all had an idea it was Bray Wyatt, just what was happening. We had to play with it. We had to learn mm-hmm. it. You know, over the next, what's, WrestleMania is what, in two months? Next two months are going to be very, very interesting in WWE on both shows to get people to tune in. That's all I can say. So here's my take on the whole situation. I think. Hold on. I thought my cat. I thought my cat fell on my fish tank. Um, yeah, it was going fishing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it was a berry move by The Rock, and the wrestling fans went nuts about it. It was the wrong move by WWE to do it. Um. Cody was being basically called a bitch for stepping aside. Um, it was a berry move. This was not a a planned swerve, in my opinion. Um, you talk about it being Daniel Bryan 2.0. The difference between this and Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan called the shots in that. Daniel Bryan was the one who said, not yet. Not yet. Yep. Not yet. Okay. He 
was feeding the heat, which was mm -hmm. perfect move. It was the right move. Okay. Oh, definitely. Um, but I don't think this. I I don't think there was a planned swerve on this. I think the decision came in the aftermath of we've got another show booked in Philly that we're going to end up giving the fans not what they want. Yep. And there's going to be a Philadelphia fucking riot because the Philadelphia fans are over getting fucking screwed in their shows. Especially the big pay-per-views. Mm -hmm. Over it. Um, I think they saw the writing on the wall and made a change. A quick, drastic change. This doesn't write The Rock out of the story. No. So, here is my theory on what is going to transpire over the next couple months. Or next six months, whatever. It's going to be... So it's going to be Cody and Reigns of Mania. What's going to end up happening pre-Mania is The Rock is going to be inserted as a special referee. Cody's going to win the belt. Roman Reigns is going to blame The Rock for losing the belt because family should take care of family. You're going to have your bloodline matchup that everybody wanted and it will be led either to SummerSlam with Rock and Reigns. Or they will draw it a whole year to next WrestleMania. Yep. For the head of the table, bloodline, whatever. But it is, that is what how it's going to all go down and how you're going to write the Rock and Roman Reigns back in is by Roman Reigns blaming The Rock for losing the belt. And how do you do that? You insert The Rock as the referee, and he counts the three. That's it. So if that happens, you heard it here on Backtalk. I mean, if he's not the ref, he, he somewhat helps or makes... If he's not the referee... He's in the he's a part of it somehow, in that aspect. Yeah, he comes out to interfere. Something happens, and then yep. yeah. Well, that that so that would be the ways other thing. But I don't think you come in and interfere. And and here is why you don't do that. And this is wrestling psychology one hundred and one here. Okay, between Roman and Cody, who's the heel? Who's the baby? Roman's heel. Okay. The heel move is interference. Well, that's what, I mean, I guess where I was going at that is like solo or, you know, somebody tries to interfere and he pulls like Roman pulls solo out of the ring. Like maybe make him the enforcer or whatever of the, of the match, you know, whatever. That's where I was going with the interference part. Cause then Roman's looking at the rock. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you taking Solo out of this? You know, why are you hitting Solo? And then 
stuff like that could happen as well. You, you could do a distraction type of thing like that where yeah. the rock is stopping something from happening, maybe. Yes. Right. You could do that. But if the rock interferes into the match I'm, somehow, other than that, this instantaneously turns one, it does two things and two things negatively, instantaneously makes Cody a heel. And it also makes Rock a heel against Roman Reigns. It doesn't turn Roman Reigns into a baby. You now have a heel heel that nobody wants to fucking watch. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if you you can do a baby baby match, but you cannot do a a heel heel match and have the fans into it and have a storyline built behind it. That's why I feel... Because the whole point... The whole point of a storyline is to see the heel get the shit kicked out of him by the baby face. That's why I feel it's going to be more. I don't see The Rock being the ref just because (coughs) weird things can happen with that, right? But, you know, I mean, because, I mean, it could be the low blower. You know, he could be trying to stop Solo coming in either way. But if he is in Roman's corner and then Solo comes out and he stops Solo, to me, that makes more sense. Because like you said, he can't interfere on Cody's behalf. That's why I don't feel the the referee thing. Like I said, maybe making him a special enforcer, and he does end up counting the one, two, three, like you're saying. I just don't know if you can put him as the referee for the whole match. Well, right now, he's a heel. The Rock is a heel. He is against Cody Rhodes, the babyface. So he's he's now a heel. baby somehow. You have to have him turned baby Within the confines of the match. That's why I mean with him, like if he would interfere on Cody's behalf, that would turn him baby. If you enter him as the referee and he's entering as a heel on the heel side, automatically in the, in the fans heads, Cody's getting screwed. What a bigger pop. What bigger pop are you going to get than when, when the rock gets down on the ground and counts one, two, three, Roman's shoulders to the mat. You've yeah. now got the big pop for Cody. You've got the big pop because now everybody has cited, okay, the rock is all right. He didn't screw Cody. I think we all agree in the end there's so many different angles they can go at this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, 100%. 100%. Hundred percent. That's just one you know, that makes sense. To, do you need it to go out the whole year or go to SummerSlam? <laughs> Why not do night one, night two? No, no, they're gonna do it. They're, because you can drag the Rock Roman. You could. You It'd be could, no different than the Cena in, in, Rock thing. In theory, drag it a whole year to Mania next year. And neither one of them have to be in a match to do it the whole no. year. No. I would Rock like to see it because rumor is WrestleMania will be in Minneapolis next year, so I'd like to see it this way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that that could be the entire thing. I think Roman um, is coming to the end of a full-time career mm-hmm. um, with his leukemia and everything else and, and family and shit like that. I think I think this could be the end of a career with Roman Reigns if they go in they build it for a year 
The Rock beats Roman, and there's a stipulation on the match. The Roman's done. Yep. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the year builds. I never have. But in this case, it would work. The Cena Rock worked. That mm-hmm. Those year builds work. If you do it with certain things, it don't work. Like Cena, like I said, Cena and Rock worked. Roman Rock would work for a year build. To me, it's hard to throw this whole bloodline head of the table thing all together in two months or three. Yeah. That you can't do it. Mm-mm. No, you, uh, the quickest you would do it would be SummerSlam. Yep. Well, that's why. I mean, it um, don't make sense for them to be fighting at WrestleMania, <laughs> wrestling at WrestleMania. It does not yeah. make sense. And you how they were on it. going back to that press conference with how Cody's like, you don't get to choose this. I do. And I choose you, Roman Reigns. It was like, that's he like saying, hey, this isn't, you don't get to dictate this. It's like if he, Roman was saying, I get an easy match, Rock will lay down for me. And I don't mm. think the Rock, you know, they played it off as they were buddy, buddy and all that. And the, the, the whole thing with the high chief was just to get him on Roman's side, like you're saying, to build up to that. So, yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but the, that's my take on how it plays out. Um, you're going to see something, whether it's referee or whatever, that's going to turn the Rock mm-hmm. into a babyface at the end of that match. Yep, and like Tony said, there's always that briefcase too. I mean, if if it was Rock and Roman, it could be the briefcase takes the belt off in there too, but. We'll see if there's any more swerves. Now there's the thing. there's a swerve. There's a swerve for you. You want a swerve. You want a dusty finish. You have Cody go over on Roman, and the the briefcase is cashed in. Yep. That could be the last same thing, thing that happened to Dusty, right? Dusty wanted. Yep. They took it from him. Yep. So it's going to be interesting. Like I said, it's going to be an interesting <coughs> couple months going down the road, seeing how they attack this. I mean, I mean we all knew a Rock Roman match would happen at some point, but like I said, you cannot do it in a month or two. You have to think, build this. I think in the mind of Roman and the Rock. Um, it's always been a like this is this that'll be it for my my full time career. You know when it comes to Roman. Um, the other thing, you know, everybody let, that Monday night that The Rock came and you know pretty much jawed back and forth with Jinder Mahal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, at the end he said, "Do I sit at the head of the table?" Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's everybody's assuming he was talking about The Rock or about Roman. What if he was talking about Triple H? Well, he's now over. Triple H's boss. Right. But what <laughs> if what if The Rock gets in creative? What if there's a storyline with that? You know, now that those two are going back and forth, you know what I mean? I mean, there's so many different angles they can go with this. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting how it could all play out. It is. Like I said, Which... I wish Triple H could wrestle yet because that would be a... Epic, kind of like Undertaker, Triple H back in the day, end of an era match, you know. It'd be pretty cool, but we know Triple H can't wrestle. With The Rock being now on the board of TKO, 
yep. is another reason that it feels like a bury of Cody Rhodes with what they did. Yep. And The Rock making a decision for himself rather he than what's best his own power. for business. Yeah. Well, instead of what's best for business. And, and um, I think they quickly, quickly learned that let's not do that and let's not do that in Philly. So, um, it'll be like I said. It's gonna be a fun couple months leading up to WrestleMania. I mean, you got Perth this weekend, which for us in the United States, we got to be up in the early in the morning to watch it live. But mm-hmm. I mean, or is that in two weeks? Might be two weeks. I can't remember when it is. But but it's gonna be. Yeah, I I I know I'll be glued to it. If I don't get to watch the episodes, I will be watching videos and stuff, getting caught up. But yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it, um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I do want to talk about one other thing in wrestling. Tony's looking something up, so he might have something he wants to talk about. Yeah, um, I think he's looking up when Perth is, when Limited uh, Chamber is. It is the 24th, 4.30 a.m. Oh, it's a week that. from this Saturday. Nobody's going to watch well, You just it. watch the replay is all you do. Um, anyway, let's see what happens. Um, so you guys all remember when we brought on, um, bad country, Andrew Williams. Yep. From, um, who, who works at OVW, trains at OVW. Um, well, he's been, he's been hanging around Supreme. Fucking with the king. For the last like three weeks, fucking with the king. Like it not, I don't know why he keeps getting his ass beat by the king. Um, and the king put him out, put him out a week ago. Um, put him in a leg lock with an attempt to get rid of him. Uh, he passed out from pain. Andrew Williams did. Lost the match. We didn't let go um, until we were basically forced to. Um, I think he's gone. He should not return. Um, but he's got this. I guess it's his girlfriend who comes and watches him wrestle. Her name is Lucy B. Sweet. And she comes, and, you know, she was all concerned last time when we, you know, hurt him. She helped carry him out of the ring, whatever. I do feel bad for her. I feel a little bad for her. I mean, she's she's ha- hanging around a now limp Andrew, very limp Andrew, when she could be hanging around a very strong standing king, if you get my drift. Um... So we're putting out a offer to Lucy B. Sweet if she would like to get away from limp dick Andrew Williams and come hang out with the king. Um, she is more than welcome. Uh, we do think it would be uh, better and a lot cooler if uh, she would only wear shades. So... That's uh, that's our offer. So, Lucy, if you're out there listening, 
There's an offer standing for you to come join the kingdom and get rid of that limp dick Andrew Williams. So, that's my piece. Well, that's my piece on that. So, I, I don't know what it, his deal was. I mean, he was cool when he was here, but now, like, I don't know. He, he wanted to come fuck around with the king. He fucked around. He found out. That's for damn sure. Usually what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. He gone. He gone. I don't even. I don't hear anything from him anymore. So. He wasn't there this week. But fuck him. But we we want Lucy. We would like to see Lucy back. Um, wearing only shades, of course, if, if she would be down for that. Because the king, king will rise to the occasion if you get my drift, you know. So. <laughs> king always rises to the occasion. Damn straight. Uh, so, what else you guys got? That that was my little thing I had to get off my chest and and let let be known there. Um, Dustin, how do you feel about Deadpool Wolverine? Not a fan. I don't like, I don't watch that stuff. You're not a Deadpool fan? I've never watched anything Marvel. Huh. Okay. Did not I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. You know Wolverine. Don't yeah, give me, I said I know Deadpool. I was intrigued when I saw the, the, the preview. Oh, this so is a means, movie. So that yeah, means you didn't movie. watch you didn't watch Loki either, have you? No. Can I, like talk I think he just I think he just Jason Cohen us on the on the voice there. I mean, it talks about you know the TVA and all that good stuff, but you don't know about it, so it doesn't matter. It's so fine. Talk about what? The TVA. The Sounds like time, a sexually transmitted time, disease. Time variant agency. I talk about that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Deadpool. Yeah, see, I don't watch. You don't watch, watch that stuff. So, I'll be honest. Watch. The only really like superhero movie I like really watched was Spider-Man Spider-Man stuff. I have not watched anything like with Avengers or anything like that. I've never gotten into that stuff. Would you like to? Um... Educate us on this, Tony, because all I heard was you talking about something that sounded like an STD. <laughs> no. So in Loki, he goes through time variants, basically. He goes through time warps, different ages to find different Lokis. Bad Lokis, good Lokis, you know, good stuff like that. So in Deadpool, you see where Wade Wilson is having his birthday, and then the TVA shows up, and then they take him through the portal. Talk about, you know, hey, you can join forces with all these others. So it's kind of like a jab. And then you have Wolverine, which you didn't get to see too much of Wolverine in the trailer. You just seen Deadpool laying on the ground and he's like, Can you help me up? And then you see the claws come out and he's like, Nope, I'm good, don't worry, and then that's all you see. So So is this like Batman versus Superman? No. Deadpool's always had this weird fantasy with Wolverine and you know, Wade trying to get him to Join forces, and so now they are. So, oh, okay. But it's Deadpool, so you know. 
King George Bush. How are they going to do that with Wolverine? Like, so I watched Deadpool because I thought it was fucking hilarious. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like an adult version of these fucking movies. Um, It's not made for kids. How are they going to do that with Wolverine? Wolverine's fucking X-Men. Like, that's all kid shit. The earlier years, yes. But what he's been doing recently, the last couple of movies... It hasn't been, you know, towards the kid style, cartoonish style. It's more of the brawl, rugged. It's so. a badass. Yeah. And like wanting, wanting like his partner to show up in only shades. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, like I was saying, I have nothing against Marvel. I just never got into that stuff. I never grew up watching <laughs> superhero stuff. All right. So I did see something you did. How about Twisters? I'm excited about that. So, the game. But yeah, I was watching it's a, it. It's a sequel to Twister. The game. The movie. The movie. Oh. Tornado. Tornadoes. Yeah, Why do we want tornado? Why do we want another tornado movie? Didn't we see enough flying cows the first time? This one actually looks like it'd be better than the original, in my opinion. Down the trailer, I didn't see any of the originals in there. Nope. It's a whole new crew. Why? Go watch the actual full trailer. I guess Looks I need to watch it. I guess I gotta watch it, watch it, so. I just watched it earlier today, so. I'm excited for that one. I am. Okay. Me too. Twisters. I've always liked watching or going after tornadoes. If cool. if Lucy B. Sweet wants to come play Twister, I'm down. Not with the real Twisters. You, you, oh. you What else? Go ahead, finish it. What? If if you want her to come play Twister and wear... Only Shades. Only Shades. <laughs> Way to lead him. I'm going to open up a website. Only Shades. <laughs> On OnlyFans. No, it's just a, it's just a full website of just only shades. <laughs> Don't need for to be on OnlyFans. Yeah. For for free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Yeah. Free ninety nine. Uh, a star is the the star of uh, Only Shades will be Lucy B. Sweet. So. <laughs> be sweet wearing shades. Mm-hmm. It would be sweet. Only shades. It would be sweet. I mean, who the hell wants to hang around with a blimp Andrew? I mean, shit. You can get him turned to wear only shades. I don't think I want to see that. <laughs> a limp? A limp in only shades? No, thanks. <laughs> anyway. That's all I've got to speak, then, I guess, so... But you did more than we usually do. I'm just excited for NASCAR to get it going and all that, getting racing going. I'm excited for that. Um, Daytona 500 Sunday, for anybody that didn't know, it always starts. I mean, I guess you got the NBA All-Star game in your backyard this weekend. I'll go watch airport basketball if they do it. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, not much else going on. I mean... Not much big happened since we took last week off, and we had a 
couple sick people and stuff. We missed you all last week. I guess we should say that, I guess, but... I don't miss anybody. Well, go figure. You never miss anybody. So, so you, you brought up NASCAR. What was your feeling this year on the Coliseum race? It was a shit show. Yep. They should keep doing it, shouldn't they? Problem is, is that, you know, you can't predict weather when you set up something like that. And when you're getting a monsoon or whatever the hell they called that freaking storm that went through there, I mean, that was not good. I mean, they they made the right call on what they did. It's just, you know, I feel bad for the people that flew out there for it. You know there's people that go to it, that paid good money to go to it. Now they got to go through and re get tickets refunded and all that. I mean, All those free tickets they gave to the college kids got to get refunded free. Yep. It is what it is. I mean, <laughs> thing is that, you know, got to give California a little market with it. I mean, now they don't have a track at, at all the club though, while they're rebuilding that. and It'll be interesting where they go from there or where they go from here and what they do next. But Get I mean, rid of the spectacles. Don't need that. Get rid of it. They got rid of dirt at Bristol. Thank God. Yep. Maybe maybe NASCAR will be interesting again this year. Be it more interesting next year when we don't have the Coliseum race. I'm just glad that the rumors were for a while that they were going to turn the Coliseum race into a points race, and I'm glad that didn't happen. Then I would be interested in it. I wouldn't be. You wouldn't be? No. That Why? would not be a fun race to watch as a point race. Who gives a shit about a race that is meaningless that they have to go spend all this money putting down a fucking racetrack in a football field and then tear it up every fucking year for exhibition? Yep. I wouldn't like I wouldn't like it as a points race because you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to have a real race with it. You'd have to have stoppage to have pit stops and stuff because you have nowhere to pit. And stop doing it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like I said, it'll be interesting if they go somewhere else next year because I know people are getting sick of it. But you know, my thing is with it, you you force these teams to drive all the way across country to do a little race that means nothing, except for bragging rights, to make them drive all the way back and get ready for Speed Week in Daytona. The good thing is there was a week between this time. Yeah. Before, it was not. Nope. Before, they they, they had the, the Coliseum race, and the very next week was Daytona 500. Yep. So, I mean, to me, it's just a wasted money for the teams as well. Putting a one car together to go all the way across the country. I mean, like, before when the clash meant something to me, or, you know... Whatever it was before, I can't even remember what it was before. It was still a clash, I think. But like they had it at Daytona Road Course when it was set up right after the 24, and then they did, you know, for a while there they did Daytona, like a little preview of what Daytona could be for your wrecking cars. I mean, there's other tracks they could probably do it at in that area that would make it interesting, like Hickory, yeah. Bowman. I mean, you could find something. So what I've been arguing. <laughs> This entire time we've argued about this Coliseum race was start traveling to local 
tracks and promoting some of these local tracks? Why does it have to be about numbers that you can fit in the stands? I think it would be cool if they go back to what it was, go back and race on the beach at Daytona for the clash. Why not? Be fun. Be nostalgic. Be like just like Here's bringing the back problem. Here's the problem. You're going to dump a bunch of money into a, a race again that's going to be meaningless. They raced on the dirt. They just raced on the beach. I understand, I understand that, but where on the beach do you have grandstands? I don't like they did back then either. It was just on TV. They didn't back then, but you think NASCAR is going to forego putting asses in seats? No, they're going to have to build a fucking thing that's going to hold, you know, 50,000 oh, people or whatever on the beach. Have them set and go stay in their <laughs> hotel rooms. Those hotel rooms will sell out like crazy. <laughs> You I'm know, just saying, I mean, if they want to go, like, nostalgic and without doing a lot, they'd have to go, I agree with you, like, to another track that had something in the past. I mean, you're only bringing 20 drivers. Well, it doesn't you know. even have to be. And, and split the fucking field. Split yeah. the fucking field and send half the drivers to Brownstown Speedway, okay, and race on some dirt if you want to play around on dirt still, and then send the other half of the fucking field I don't know, just some other, to your fucking track, maybe, you know, in, in Minnesota. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want that because we went able to hold their cars and like our track wouldn't. And you have to go through so much safety that it would actually cost the track more money than it would be to get them there. Well, NASCAR is going to foot the bill to fucking build a fucking track in a football field. Why don't they pay for it? Because they, they now you have an upgraded now you have an upgraded track that you can use going forward. And I wouldn't want to have a race here in January. <laughs> I'm just you, you you get what I'm saying. Brownstown no, Brownstown wouldn't work either in January. But you could put this in the middle of the fucking um, season instead of you know before Daytona. Leave Daytona alone as being the very first time you're going to see race cars on the track. For the year. Yep. Put no, it like in the it, middle yeah. of the season, split the field, send them to different tracks. Somebody runs Saturday, somebody runs Sunday in some small town racetrack. Send them over to Salem in Indiana if they want to run concrete. You know, um, ARCA runs there. Why can't you put the, the cup cars there? Um, <coughs> the only problem is with doing it at a little smaller venue. Tickets would be freaking expensive. Why? Why? Because they, because you have to to help pay the bill on everything. Pay what bill? Yeah, guessing the track would have to pay some of it. Again, we're spending a shit ton of money to put a track down on a football field. I'm with you. I'm with you on that, but. It's Take that like money that. and use it for instead of the tracks having to do all this shit. But the the thing is, the track that gets tore out of there gets put back into the roads in California. It's not like it's that fine. asphalt just gets ground up and gone. That's fine, but you still have but, to pay for it every year. The 
You had to pay to have it put down. You had to pay to tear it up. Yeah. It's no different than the dirt at, at Bristol. Right. So when you have a racetrack that's already there, when and maybe there a... needs to be a few upgrades to the track rather than making a track that's not going to exist when you leave, you upgrade a local track that now helps them through their future. You go to a smaller track, though, and you bring in you bring in NASCAR drivers, they're going to charge a buttload of money to get in there. That's on them. You're, that's that's on them. Your bigger shows, no matter where you go, you always pay more to get in. We're giving free tickets away to college kids to go to the Clash. They're going there Saturday. Sunday was all paid. Saturday is free. Sunday is paid. Thirty to sixty dollars per ticket is what I read. People paid for tickets and parking and everything out in California. But the, thirty to sixty dollars. So why 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 is that any different than going to my local track and spending, you know, fifteen to twenty dollars a person anyway? Because because at a smaller track you could probably fit four hundred in there when they can fit fit a hundred thousand. And the other issue that I see with that is so when you do this, you have people that just buy tickets like crazy and then they go and resell it for crazy. Yes. Because this is a once in a lifetime thing that you're not going to see. A lot of people around those small areas can't go to big cities to see this, and then they're looking like, oh, yep, well, your $30 ticket now turned into a $300 ticket. Because if you want to see it, you're going to pay it. So I understand that point. And you but. know how you litigate that? You open it up to local people first. Now, this has happened. in Indi- I've seen this happen in Indiana, not for racing, but for high school basketball. We had a big star here in in Indiana a couple years ago, high school basketball. And during the state championship or state tournament, wherever he played, wherever it was held, you had to be a resident to buy tickets ahead of time. You had to be a resident of either the town he was from, so you could travel to see the game, or you had to be a, a resident of the town that was hosting the game. All right. To buy the tickets. Yeah. First. Then you open it up to everybody else if it doesn't sell out. That works on high school. Why can't it work for a local racetrack? Explain that to me. Why why could Jackson County not open it up to Jackson County residents for the Brownstown Speedway first? Because Wait, NASCAR was coming. It can. You know, but you're going to have people in that county that's going to buy tons of tickets and they're going to sell it for a buttload of money because... They will. You know what else they did? Limited the amount of tickets you could buy per person. I think it was two. I think you You could buy two per person. But, I mean, you get the same aspect, though. You get a group of people together, they're going to do it. It's fine. I mean, you, you're not going to stop everybody, but you can litigate. The it. thing is, you're looking at a basketball court that's probably holding a thousand people too. You're looking at mostly small tracks can only hold three to four hundred people. Brown, Brownstone's bigger than that. Probably not much. They're looking at hosting. So we got the big eclipse coming through in April, right? Yeah. But. Well, apparently Jackson County, Indiana is one of the greatest places to see the eclipse in the whole country. 
So they are opening up the fairgrounds and the racetrack to allow campers, and they're talking about somewhere between 50 and 60,000 campers at the racetrack. And they're going to charge them to come stay there. Yeah. You're going to charge to go to the race, but, like, it it doesn't have, like... Yeah, you're gonna charge people to go to the race. You don't have to charge them nine hundred dollars to go to the race. You can charge them thirty, forty bucks to go to the race. Now, if you want to make money, there is no way the clash is making money. None. No way. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe because of TV rights. Yeah. But if you just if you just say, all right, we're taking a this football field we're going to pay to put down a track we're going to pay to tear it up at the end of the day and we're going to charge $30 a ticket but NASCAR doesn't pay for all that there's no equal there NASCAR doesn't pay for all that who is probably the state because they get it back NASCAR is not paying for all of it there's no way and you get sponsors that probably give you money to do it do the same thing Local truck. Okay, you have uh, what what kind of big sponsor could you get in in your town to put up a million dollar bill? Holy fuck! They had a world of outlaws at Brownstown over the summer. Where yeah, I was I was just trying I was just trying to go to wrestling, and I was trying I had to drive past the fairgrounds to go to where I need to go, and it took me. 45 minutes to go a quarter mile because everybody was turning to the track. And the whole fence from start to finish, which is probably a half a mile, the whole fence at the front of the fairgrounds was lined up with banners for sponsors. From Dale Earnhardt's shit to local shit. (coughs) So you're telling me a local track can't do that? Some can't. Some don't have all their sponsors in their town. A lot of towns don't. But these were not, I would say 90% of them weren't local. There were some locals, but I'm telling you it was Hoosier Tires. It was, you know, um, whatever brand racing equipment. It was, you know. Sponsors that the late model brought in. It's not sponsors that the track (laughs) got. You still have to pay out that purse. That's there. Then don't I, I like it doesn't make sense to continue to do it in the place you're doing it. What are you gonna do that's now a spectacle race that you which doesn't need to exist anyway, rather than you're you're saying we can't go to a local track, so why don't we just put it in a track that we already race at and do something stupid to it? Well just put make it a fucking figure eight. We're gonna turn Bristol into a figure eight. Like I, I Why not just have it at Daytona as a warm-up race? My problem with going to local tracks is their tracks can't hold it. They don't have the proper safety equipment or anything isn't, like that. But isn't isn't North Wilkesboro considered a local track anymore? No, because they actually reopened it. It wasn't a local track. It's owned by actually like Dell Jr. and stuff now. <coughs> Every track is local in <coughs> place. Charlotte's local I mean, to Cal- uh, North Charlotte. 
Daytona is local to there. They hold other things there besides NASCAR. Yeah. So do all these other, whatever you want to call them, local tracks. Like I said, we got Salem Speedway here in southern Indiana, which right. holds an ARCA race. Right. But, like, to have certain cars come there, you have to have certain safety precautions there. Like, you're, you're, like if you hold a NASCAR race, your freaking catch fence is going to have to be another 30 feet higher. <coughs> you got to look at safety of your fans and safety of the drivers. You have to put so safety barrier ends on your, on your walls. You're going to have to do it. So it doesn't make any sense for NASCAR to come in and help with the expense to do that, to help promote this track. Now it helps promote NASCAR. It's in not that helping area. look. It's it. It's not helping it does, the local it, track. Though. How would it not? How is it? People go down to Speed Week in Daytona and they go to New Smyrna every week before Daytona because it is a NASCAR sanctioned track. Right, but none of these tracks are sanctioned by NASCAR. You, the track would have to go through a lot to be sanctioned by NASCAR. Because they're not going to come and build a fence and take it down. No, but they're going to build a fucking asphalt track and take it down. Or put dirt on a track and take it up. They tried something, and it was huge for two years. Now they just keep doing it, and it's a, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. If they want to do a spectacle race, and they want to dump money. <coughs> money into something that makes no sense to dump money into then at least dump money into a local track and help promote racing. Right. Help this track get up to speed to what they need to have for a track. Go, go, and, and instead of having it in Daytona, like you said, have it at New, New Smyrna. Why not? Oh, I agree. I mean, there's local, there, there are sanctioned NASCAR tracks around the country that they could have it at. Oh, Definitely. I'm not saying they have to keep building California. Um, but that that's that's I guess my my whole argument is why are we why is NASCAR paying or having other people pay, whoever's paying, to put a track down that's not gonna exist when they leave when they already have sanctioned tracks around the country, or you could help another track and help promote racing by by increasing their their track or upgrading their track. The NHL does it with local um, uh, rinks. You put in every year <coughs> for what they call Craft Hockeyville. Your local rink can enter. The NHL selects one, gives you something like $20,000, $30,000 worth of upgrades to your rink, and they play a preseason game there. Yeah. Preseason don't mean anything. Exactly. But they spent the money to upgrade this fucking, this arena, this local arena. Because they're promoting the game. Right. But I, I don't know. To, to me, it's a mute argument because we don't have to say in NASCAR either. They're going to do what they want. Well, no. But that that's the whole point of being, you know, armchair quarterbacks, right? Because we get well, to the argue these is, points is that... and, and say what they should do. Like, I'm looking at it at a local track facility that I help run. I'm a part of running one, and it's it's not feasible. You will lose money in the end at a local track. Maybe yours, that might be the case. But Every I can tell local you, track would lose money. 
I, I can't, you gotta come I can't, up with a purse. You gotta come up with all this extra money well, to do stuff. And that's where that's where we're looking at. That's where we're looking at it differently. You're putting that's, the onus of the financial, and this is the way NASCAR runs their business, and that's whatever. Okay, but that's where we're looking at it differently. I just gave you a perfect example of NHL doing it, and them spending the money to promote the not, game. There, there's no purse there. You could promote it there. But you're not going to get drivers that want to go and not make any money out of it. These they players are still money. getting paid to go and play. Yeah, These players contract with their teams. It don't matter where they play their game; they're going to get paid. They're getting right. paid by their teams. They're not getting paid by a local track paying them to come race at their track. How many? How many of these NASCAR drivers? And there's plenty of them. Go race a midget a sprint car or whatever thought kind of car at a local racetrack for a small purse not very many enough world of enough outlaws to are it. all big purses yeah but not all of them are running world of outlaws midgets are big purses too they're the kyle larson the kyle larson race. comes and races in brownstown for a ten thousand dollar purse that's a big purse not what nascar's used to no, that's what I mean. You bring NASCAR to your local track. <laughs> I saw that. You bring I don't even NASCAR, know what that is. I'm looking at when you're looking at you're paying you're paying the winner ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Then you gotta pay out everybody else down the line there. So you're looking at you're looking at a fifty to a hundred thousand dollar purse. No, it is yeah. Well, I don't I don't know what they pay for the other the other places. I have no idea. But if Brownstown can do that with smaller cars, dark cars, you know, whatever the fuck they're running, then <coughs> and it's then it's feasible to do the exact same purse for NASCAR unless they're just being greedy. And Kyle Larson's getting paid to go to the event too. Okay. They get, listen, these motherfuckers are making a hell of a lot more money mm-hmm. than than any purse they're winning. Any purse they're winning. Oh, Between their endorsements and, and everything else, they're, they could win no fucking race and be fucking multimillionaires. Right. So... You, you see, like, I don't, I don't think the you're, purse, you're the size of the purse you're, is... You're, you're looking at the fact that you're looking at it from a fan aspect. I'm looking at it from a business aspect. I mean, I'm looking at it from both sides, honestly. If I'm a local track and I can feasibly make this happen with a few upgrades and NASCAR is going to pay for it, I'm going to do it. But what if you still the track still has to pay stuff regardless? I would not do it. It's a gamble again, on the track. It's not a gamble on NASCAR. Again, you're saying the track has to pay for it. The track has to pay for it because that's how NASCAR runs their business and how NASCAR wants to promote their sport. Whereas, again, I'll go back to the NHL and say the NHL does not do that. The NHL right. dumps money into a local rink to upgrade their rink and host the game for free. They don't charge people to come watch the game right the but nhl spends their money to promote their sport but you're looking at the nhl that's making better for their kids to play in 
for people coming up. You're not making anything better at a local track because you're not going to get Joe Schmo from California coming out here to race dirt to make the track better. So you're telling me if I get a bunch of NASCAR guys come over to any to my track, that I'm not going to get some kid who now shows up and is in love with, you know, Kyle Busch. You're going to have your one-time people that come to your track just for NASCAR. They're not going to come back to watch your normal racing night. World of Outlaws are the same way. A lot of tracks pack their place. The, the Tri-State Late Models, the World of Outlaws, the late, the late models in the World of Outlaws. They're, so they're, where? They fill up places, but people don't come back because where? they want to watch their local track. Okay, so again, I'm just going to, we'll, we'll end it with, with this. If NASCAR took a different approach on promoting their sport on how they did it and they paid to upgrade the track and the track brings in fans and doesn't put out a bunch of money to do so where am i other than be my track now being promoted that other people from around the country may want to come check out my track now because they just watched it on tv right where am i hurting where am i hurting what what where does money where is my downfall <laughs> i mean if they would really want to go to a track that has seating for 500 you're maybe paying a lot of money to go in the seats and a lot of people can't afford it but why? In the end. Why can't they afford it? No, why are we spending a lot of money to go? We, you got to fly there. So most of these little tracks are little towns that don't have hotels. They got to travel back to their hotel rooms or campers or anything no, like I'm that. No, saying, I'm saying I watched the NASCAR guys on TV run at this track, and it's like I'm a race fan, and I like to go to different tracks. I'm going to go check that track out because NASCAR was there. Yeah. One night. Okay. But where is my downfall as a track owner? We just we just there. changed we just changed the the whole business <coughs> business model of NASCAR and promoting their track or promoting their sport. Right. <coughs> so where's my downfall as a track owner? It's a chance you take. The, I mean, uh, the problem the yeah, that the problem is when you bring people in, you're gonna when you're a smaller track and you bring something big in like that, you're going to charge more. And it might throw people off. You have a bad race at your track and it's on TV, people aren't gonna want to go watch it. There's always okay. downfall. There's not all up, upside to everything. I mean, I I don't I, I don't There's no there's you can't look at you got to look at what downfalls can come at a track. I I guess. I mean, it's a business. It's no different than running a working at Home Depot or something like that. You can't right. look at all the upsides that can happen. Let's spend it's money, make money. Yeah. Which NASCAR you're, you're, NASCAR could increase their their audience by spending some money. Right, but the loss is bigger is a, is a harder risk than the the gain you could get. I, I don't. I don't see a loss as a track owner here. I, and I don't see why I need, as a track owner, NASCAR just paid to upgrade my, my facilities. 
why right, I need to NASCAR, charge more money for people to come. NASCAR is more southern based. It's getting more worldwide now. But nobody from Florida is going to travel up to Minnesota to go watch a local dirt track because they saw it on TV. Nobody from but Car- we, North But people Carolina. travel from all over the country to go to a dirt track at Bristol that doesn't exist. Yeah. People they do. do that. So why wouldn't they do the same thing for another one? Because it's it's Bristol. It's kind of like going to Knoxville. If they went to Knoxville or something like that, whole different world. Or Eldora, but not a local dirt track. It would never work. The track and the facility would never be able to hold it. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. They would never be able to hold it. There's just no way. Cause you can't put up more stands and get more people in there. You can't do all this stuff that these other places do. So it's a limited audience. I mean, like, I don't. Limited audience is more expensive audience. Like Tony said, people buy all these tickets. NASCAR is not just going to limit it to the one county. Like your best, like high school basketball teams can do that. You got two schools, limit it to your schools. You cannot do that in a nationally televised event. The tickets are going to go on sale on NASCAR.com. And they're going to go batshit crazy. And, I mean, look, you can look at Taylor Swift in the same aspect. Her freaking tickets were selling way more than what they were for what they were charged. People are, they did it at North Wilkesboro last year. They do it everywhere. I mean, no that happens what for event everything. You go to, yes. So you cannot stop it from people selling the tickets. But, I mean, you, I, I mean, we, we want to go that far. I mean, the Super Bowl is that way. World Series everything is that is. way. The, the Stanley Cup playoffs are that way. I mean, in, yeah. in my opinion, I would not go to a local track and watch NASCAR on a, on a local track, a local dirt track. I would never do it. Okay, so change it to a local asphalt track. I wouldn't do it. Hmm. Okay. I, I've never been to a NASCAR race. I never plan on going to a NASCAR race. I've never been to an asphalt race, period, in my life. So world of out, but world of outlaws, you would travel to any, any local track to see them race on it. I haven't for three, four years because I got sick of it. I don't even watch it on TV anymore. Okay, I I don't know. I just I I see it as a bad thing for NASCAR in, in a way of promoting their sport to a a broader audience, the way they do it. If it was at a, it, I mean, if they went up to Elko and redid all that, they already hold Arca up there. They can hold it there. You can't hold it at a local track. Well, I, I mean, I guess we're we're defining local tracks differently here. Just because I say local track, it's because it's in some small town. But again, Salem is in uh, Salem Speedway is in a small town in Indiana, but it holds Arca races. So, would you consider that a local track? Local to that area, because every track is local. Right. So I, that's, like, I guess that's why I'm being opinion, confused. We got, Houston, we got Houston Speedway right down the road from me. Mm. NASCAR going there would be a bad idea. Would be bad for business. Okay. You don't well, want maybe. the downfall of <clears throat> the chances you take on a bad race happening at your track on national television gives your track a bad name and it might take drivers away from going to your track. It's not the fans that pay for a track to keep going. It's the drivers that show up. 
Right. They usually, and the drivers that show up usually pay the purse. Let's be honest. Yes. Fans is where you make your money. But you bring NASCAR in, you're not charging them to get into your gate. No. They're already paying but, NASCAR to get in. Right. But remember, we're. NASCAR has changed their business model and they're doing this to promote their sport rather than make money. They're still always going to want to make money. The NHL makes money by building up arenas. How? They, it's probably in a deal. I don't know how it works. I don't work for now. I don't work for the NHL. <laughs> NBA does the same thing. Major League Baseball does the same thing. They go around and build up other people's fields for grants. They always get money back. A business is NHL, MLB, NBA, and all these things. They're like the teams. They're getting something back out of it. It's all grants. It's a charitable it's donation. They're, they're getting money back in the end. It's write-offs. They're getting money back in the end. Nobody ever does it for free. NASCAR will never do anything for free. Nobody <coughs> Doesn't matter where you go. A business will always do what's best for their business. Yeah, and sometimes it's not best for the audience. They never do it. So, anyway. Tony, what do you got? Are we done? I, I don't know. I don't have anything now. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to spark any kind of debate. Why not? Debate's that healthy. Debate. That was a friendly debate. debate. Is he- I'm Listen. not mad at Andy. Listen, you don't get anywhere in this world without debate, period. Like I said, like I said in the middle of that whole conversation me and him just had, that was uh, two different aspects of racing or a sport, looking Ooh. at it. Yes. And it's the same, same thing with, same thing with like, we could sit here and debate all day. The San Francisco 49ers are, the, are better than the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Tony will grow hair tomorrow. Man. Yeah. It could happen in Indianapolis. If you play. <laughs> it could happen. No, that was so a healthy we... debate. It might have went 20 minutes longer than we needed it to. <laughs> yeah, well, we need to fill time. <laughs> We're fine. I mean, it, yeah. You know what they do before you elect a president, Tony? They debate. How about the Kennedy Pro Art <laughs> commercial at the Super Bowl? The what? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. The what commercial? Kennedy yeah. for president commercial. Yeah. Oh. President. <laughs> I didn't know he brought politics into commercials during the Super Bowl. <laughs> Big politics into anything anymore. Fuck. <laughs> You were going to say something about Salem Speedway there, Tony. Seating capacity is 6,000. Mm-hmm. That's yep. Yep. I really didn't think it was that big. I didn't mm-hmm. think it'd be 6,000. Yeah. Grandstands are pretty big. And then you also have, and I, that's I know just seating. That's just seating. I, and then there's the infield. Um, yeah. We're going to hold a Mario Kart race at Disney. I've never, I've never been in there because I never went to go get my golf ball after I hit it into the track. <laughs> so I, that's what it is. So. Yeah. That's a fun track to be, to actually go to. It really is. 
I've seen the drifters. I played there when they were doing the drifting, so I've seen that little track off to the side. Yeah. Yeah, they do that there, too. There's a new it's owner the there, actually. Oh, that's, that's fun to watch. Fun to watch, yes, but when you're trying to swing a golf club, <laughs> that track does it all. They got the drifting. They do. They got figure eight races. They've got the outer track, which is the big track. They've got an inner track. Um, they are. They've been dabbling now with using the inner track and the outer track to do a roval. Um, it's kind of like Brandon International. They got drag racing, all that, all that mm-hmm. stuff, and then they have MotoGP there every now and then, and they have a yeah. road course. That's yeah, a fun little track in Salem there, for sure. Wish that was on iRacing. Might bring me back to iRacing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's good. Well, nothing going on this week, so yeah, I'm just trying to, I don't know, get through the week, get through the month. Don't really have anything going on too much, so. Yeah, it's baseball season. That's all we really care about. Two more weeks, and we get some spring training games, and that's all we care about. Ooh, is he going to do it? Hold on. I'm trying to see if the cat's going to fall in. Drink it out of the, <laughs> drink it out of the waterfall. Yeah, but, just sitting there. But, all right, sorry. Thought we had exciting news for a moment, but we don't. So. All over that Pete Rose jersey. <laughs> One of them knocked down my hockey jersey that was up there, and then the dog took it, and so it's been down for a bit. Which dog? The, the the little ass the little asshole. Oh boy, the one with all the energy. Mm-hmm. That's the only one that destroys shit in this house. The other two, they don't give a fuck anymore. They're too old. Fuck <laughs> one of them. One of them's got one eye and is now deaf. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> is he just, or is the dog just choosing not to listen to you? No, it's deaf. That's the most mindful dog ever. And, like, we came home. It was late. Uh, we had a, a wrestling show Friday um, at another promotion. And we came home late. And all the dogs, every time we walk in the house, after we went out, will greet us at the door. They'll all run up. Well, two of them did. And one of them stayed on the sofa, not moving. Christina walked up to him, thought, thought he was dead. <laughs> And she, like, nothing out of him. She just goes, Bruno, doesn't move. Bruno, doesn't move. She's like, Bruno! And he's like, huh? So, yeah, motherfucker's deaf. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens when you get old. Yeah. So one eye and deaf. That's that's how, it, how his life's going for him right now. But anyway. So, what else you got like for, for your last thoughts, Tony? Anything else? That's it. Nothing else. I'm done. All right. Dustin, what you got? Fuck you, Andy. <laughs> Just kidding. Fuck you, woo. <laughs> uh, no, uh, great debate, Andy. That was great. Um, not much going on here. We're probably going to get some more snow finally this week. I forgot what it looks like. I think it's white yet, ain't it? I don't know. Been in the 60s here for a few weeks. We were yeah, I think snow. there's supposed to be a snow band coming through Indiana tomorrow, uh, too. Yeah, nope. We get ours on Wednesday. Nope. No, it moves farther south into Kentucky, more into central Kentucky. So, no fucking fun for us. Well, nah, we're always supposed to get like one to three inches, but we all forgot how to drive on it again. We think we're in spring. Trees are budding. Everybody's worried about trees are going to die. I know. So, the fucking birds oh, are moving and shit. Like, oh, yeah. 
we went to the casino Saturday night and uh, just to do some stuff, just get out of the house, eat and gamble a little bit. And there was this little blackbirds or little fucking birds just sitting in their fucking tree. Chirp, chirp, chirp. I'm like, hey, it's springtime <laughs> in, nice. in February. Um, but no, other than that, I don't got much going on. We're gearing up for our race season like usual. Meetings and everything going on and um, just stay tone a week. I mean, excited for that. Cool. How much else going on? First cool. time in history, Tony had more than I did. Yeah, I know. I know it's crazy. Tony talked this this episode. It was kind of kind of weird. A little bit. Now he's sleeping. He's hungry. Hey. Damn, I am. Guy in the blue shirt with the Home Depot logo. What's your name? It is Tony. Fuck you, Tony! (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, I don't have much going on either Uh, this week. Not not a whole lot. A couple weeks got some exciting stuff coming up, but not this week. Uh, In two weeks... Um, Friday night will be Southwestern Elementary School in Hanover, Indiana. Um, Magic Happens is the name of the show. Um, suicide Prevention Show. Um, proceeds from the show go to uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. At that show... Steven Storm is wrestling. Who the? F- oh, Gaston LaRue. Gaston LaRue. So we got Gaston LaRue. Gaston at that show. Um, I hope to fucking hit him with his own book. Um, so we got that. Uh, and I think, well, then, then we go into March. In March, Steven's going to have a. Uh, world championship opportunity, a true world championship opportunity. And for those of you that are wrestling fans and follow any local promotions at all, if they call themselves world champions on their show and they don't defend it throughout the world, it's not a world championship. Um, it's a local championship. Yeah, it's just a championship. (laughs) So, but he has a true world championship opportunity, AIWF World Heavyweight Champion. Golden Boy Greg Anthony will be coming to Madison and uh, and defending his world championship against Steven in March. Um, So, that's cool. Other than that, I ain't got shit. Oh, yeah. And then then in April, we got a a whole other new promotion we're going to be in, which is... Forever Pro Wrestling, I think it's called. Um, starting back up, so we got that. We're issuing an opening challenge. Steven Storm is opening, issuing an open challenge to anybody who would like to show up and uh, try to dethrone him. Um, and we'll see if Lucy B. Sweet decides to take my offer. Be cooler with shades. Be no, just cooler in only shades. <laughs> So, that's all I got. So, I guess that's it for us today. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. Um, until next week, uh, fuck you, Tony. Fuck you, Dustin. And we'll 
See you later. Fuck you, Shades. <laughs>